Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is another episode of Unabridged MD, and I'm your host, Isabel Amig, your friendly rheumatologist. Today, I am so, so excited um, because I have a dear friend of mine that has accepted to come on the podcast. Her name is Dr. Dana Gibbs. She is an ENT by training, but you're going to hear she offers a lot more than her ENT training to our patients. I think um, you're going to absolutely love her and you're going to learn a lot about thyroid as well as stress and why it's so important to take care of all of those things. Okay, so tune in and we are starting. All right. So Dr. Dana, uh, Dr. Gibbs, sorry, Dana, (laughs) Um, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Because clearly an ENT that treats hormone, that treats stress, it's not common. Let us like Uh tell us about you. Of course. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on Unabridged MD Podcast. It's uh, an honor to be here. And I was so excited when you invited me. Um, So as you said, I am a mid-career ENT doctor. I actually recently retired from doing full-time ENT and uh, started uh, boutique practice taking care of um, the thyroid hormone needs of my patients, you know, particularly those who have had thyroid surgery or who've been diagnosed with thyroid nodules or Hashimoto's disease, and they don't want surgery because, you know, actually for Hashimoto's, I don't think surgery is the right answer. Um, And it's something that I actually learned in the course of, you know, taking care of my own thyroid problems Um, more about how to do this in a really holistic way um, so that we are using um, bioidentical natural hormones um, and that sort of thing. So, um, so that's me and I'm, my practice is in uh, South Lake, Texas. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. And well, tell us a little bit more about your own journey for this hormone changes before before you say this, I will say that I acknowledge the fact that a lot of patients come, for example, in my rheumatology practice, asking for help. And it often feels that endocrinology, which is usually what we would expect hormonal uh, issues to go to, it mm-hmm. seems that uh, endocrinology per se doesn't necessarily addresses the needs of my patients, which is why I'm so excited to have you. Tell us a little sure. bit about your own own personal journey. Okay, so... Um, when I was going through medical school and residency, I had a big problem. I mean, I almost didn't even go to med school because I was just so tired all the time and I would get sick all the time. And, um, you know, I had some other symptoms that suggested thyroid, like my hands and feet were cold, my hair was thin, um, I wasn't overweight, though, so no doctor ever said, oh, we think you have a thyroid problem. Um, You know, they ran the very basic TSH test. They said, oh, everything is fine. Go away. Here, take these antidepressants. Um, and, And nobody ever figured out until I was out of training. I had, you know, got through the whole 10 years of medical school residency, setting up a new practice and all that. Um, and 
I wandered into uh, a lecture at um, at a conference one day. I was was bored with the lecture I was in. I'd heard it all before. It was there was we were talking about allergy, and I'm like, I know all this. Um, when it, I went next door into the next lecture hall, and the guy was talking about thyroid, and he listed one by one every single symptom that I had, and I was like, I was floored. My jaw was on the floor, um, and he suggested that there are people whose TSH is normal, normal, I'm going to put quote air quotes around that, but who would benefit from treating their thyroid. And it turned out I was one of those people. And it was like this miraculous change for me. I suddenly had energy, my hands weren't freezing all the time. Um, I could fall asleep at night and not wake up drenched in sweat in the middle of the night, I slept well, I woke up without the alarm. And these were very, very unusual things for me. So it was, it was really a miraculous change in my health. Um, and so by this time, I was treating allergy and ENT patients. And I started noticing with them, hey, you know, these people who are sick all the time, a lot of them have these same symptoms like I had, you know, and their, their eyebrows were, were missing on the outer corners or their hair was so thin or they were really struggling with their weight. Um, there's lots of, there's a big list of symptoms that I won't bore you with, but um, I started saying to them, okay, yeah, we'll set you up for your sinus surgery, but would you mind if I ran a thyroid panel on you? Um, and I, I got the thyroid panel dialed down um, as a result of further lectures and pursuing further deeper um, work into how the thyroid physiology works and why would somebody have a normal TSH and, and still feel those thyroid symptoms. So I started applying that to my patients in my ENT clinic. And the next thing I know, I had a reputation and I was seeing more thyroid patients than I was, um, sinus patients. And so I thought, you know what, I'd like to add a little side business and you know, the insurance companies don't like that. They won't let you do it. And my partners, they're like, you're an ENT. You shouldn't be doing this. Okay, so I won't do that. Um, but that's that's kind of where it came from. That's where the drive for learning more and knowing more um, really came from. And I think that that's super powerful because when you're a patient, you have like a personal Vest an interest because you're actually experiencing the symptoms of your patients. And so yeah. I think out, out of the people who are potentially being like, and I think it, mostly it's physicians who may be wondering like, wait, hold on, you're ENT, why are you treating hormone? I want to say, yes. well, hold on, you're an ENT, so you're a physician, so you're rigor, very rigorous training, very hard to yes. get where you were. And yes. you know how to study, you know how to look at studies and you know how to research and you know... I mean, it's like your language, right? Once we know one language or a second language, it's easier to learn a third or fourth or fifth language. Um, so so I, true. I think, yeah, I yeah. think it's actually super powerful that you came from, well, look, I have this issue. I'm sharing my issue with my patients. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and then honestly, the thyroid is up here. So for me, it is still fraud. <laughs> well, I mean, ENT doctors are trained to evaluate the thyroid. I mean, that's part of our yeah. basic training because removing thyroid cancer, thyroid nodules, that's a big part of, of what ENT doctors do. 
Um, so I was, I was kind of there already. It was just, okay, my patient who had half their thyroid removed because of a nodule that turned out not to be cancer is having all the symptoms that I have, even though their TSH is normal. Why shouldn't I learn how to take care of them? And, and you mentioned endocrinologists, and I will tell you that what I see with the endocrinologists is one, they're extremely busy. Two, they have you know, they have the same problem as primary care doctors is they, their schedule is just piled with patients and they have to see somebody every five to 10 minutes in order to keep the practice open. And they don't have time for these deep dives and they don't, um, they don't have the inclination or the, the motivation to go and look for these alternative approaches. You know, what they have works really pretty good for about 75% of people. So, you know, and they're really busy as it is. Why should they look at those 25%? And, And what I think happens is when a physician has a medical problem, their own personal self, it really opens your heart and it opens your eyes to, okay, I'm doing everything that traditional medicine says to do, but there's got to be more. Um, and it, mm-hmm. and it caused me for, for me personally. And I think for you as well, this is part of your story is it caused you to dig deeper and go, okay, what else out there is tested, proven and not being used in the mainstream. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. So this is, this is super interesting. So the I have two questions coming from here. The number one is, can you tell us a little bit the, the main issues that we're talking about? So you say it's patients who have all those thyroid issues, but mm-hmm. they don't have, they have a normal TSH. I mean, we see this all of the time. Usually I have yes. to say, I, I don't know really what to do with this. Um, yes. I usually, you know, I, I, I come to my own usual thing, which is, you know, if you help, yeah, to heal, maybe there is some things that are that are going to help also the thyroid. But tell yeah. us a little bit, like how does the? I'm assuming it's a lot of women. How does this woman present? What's what's her symptoms? How like what are, what is she complaining of? Well, she's complaining of the same things that I was talking about. She has no energy. She's exhausted all the time. Um, her hair is falling out. Her skin is dry, itchy. She's cold, especially hands and feet, can't get warm sometimes, and then sweating at night, difficulty sleeping. Um, Constipation is something that people don't say a lot, but for some people, it can be really profoundly bad. Um, Then there are menstrual irregularities that go along with it. Um, It um, can cause infertility. Uh, there's just, there's so much, I mean, you know, thyroid is the driver of your metabolism. And so anything that grows in your body, it's, it's going to affect it. So people will have miscarriages, for example. Um, and you know, some of my really, and I'm going to choke up, um, some of my really amazing success stories are people who, um, you know, and I was in an ENT practice and I was just, hey, you're here because your your allergies or your sinuses. 
And I put them on this medicine and they've been trying to get pregnant and, and carry a pregnancy for years. And all of a sudden they've got a baby and it's because of what I did. And I'm like, holy cow, this is profound. You know, the changes that you can get. Um, so the, the difference in what's going on, and this is not something that there is no lab for it. That's, that's a myth. There is a lab for it. It's just something that a lot of doctors don't check. And, and it has to do not with the thyroid gland itself, but it has to do with the function of those thyroid hormones after they come out of the thyroid gland, because your body has a natural defense mechanism against too much uh, T4, which is the thyroid hormone that your uh, thyroid mainly produces. And T4 goes into your cells and gets converted to T3, and that's how it activates your metabolism. But if there's too much T4 floating around, um, for, for a lot of reasons that we can go into if you want to, um, your body will turn around and make it into something called reverse T3. And reverse T3 fits the thyroid receptors exactly the same as the, the active T3, but it doesn't activate the receptor. So it actually blocks them. And so you can have a normal looking TSH, a normal looking T3, a normal looking T4, and still feel terrible. And if you will go and you will check this reverse T3 and compare it with the other hormones, you'll realize, wow, they have really a high amount of that um, and that it is actually impairing their thyroid hormones ability to activate their metabolism. So, so that's kind of a quick way of describing what's going on. Um, and you can find that with the right set of lab tests and the right way to interpret it. Um, and so it's not a big mystery anymore, but it's just something that a lot of, a lot of doctors don't check. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is interesting. I can relate from a rheumatology standpoint because, you know, I spend a lot of time in my practice explaining to patients as well as residents, you know, fellows and so on, that, you know, you don't make a diagnosis based on labs. You make a diagnosis based on clinical symptoms and then you exactly. confirm it with labs. And I don't know if it's my French training here. It's possible, but we were much more clinically oriented. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I was more. I'm sure they are still very clinically oriented. Um, you know, when I was in France, it was really the clinical, like, pictures that really, mm-hmm. like, led us. And we had to explain which tests we were doing be- based on what we were looking for. Because... Mm-hmm that test has to prove a point and what were we doing? Either either it was confirming or infirming or, you know, is there a complication exactly. and then you want to see that complication, but there was, you had to do something with that test. Um, yes. And so I, I find it really interesting that you're basically coming back to, hey, look, yes, the test that we all use, the TSH, uh, is not enough for those patients. Uh, we have to go right. a little bit deeper because it can actually affect their quality of life and it can actually affect, and you, you mentioned that story about someone not being able to have a baby. Um, I mean, that's, that's really, really interesting. Um, now, you know, 
basically, you, you mentioned I do things differently. I don't necessarily just give them thyroid. Like, they're from we we this is not medical advice uh but yeah. from a, from far away right what's the like what's the goal of treatment what are, what are we looking at what are you what's your approach to uh, those patients okay. well okay so for um for a patient who's art and this can happen to a patient who's already on synthroid or thyroid medicine as well um that they will feel just as bad on the medicine as they do off or sometimes worse. And so sometimes it's as simple as having them take their medicine, break it in half and take it two times a day instead of once a day. Because as I mentioned, the reverse T3 is a defense mechanism against a very high level of T4, which is Synthroid. Um, and when you take it one time a day, you get a very high level about an hour after you take the medicine and then it goes down, down, down over the course of the day. And then you take it again and it goes very, very high and then low. And so if you take half as much, but twice as often, there are the highs are not as high and the lows are not as low. And so your body may say, oh, we, didn't, we don't need to make reverse T3 as much anymore. And for, for some people, that actually fixes the problem. Um, for other people, if you will take a portion of the synthroid that they take and substitute the synthetic um, or the natural T3, which is lyothyronine, um, for a portion of what they already take, then that just removes the substrate. It removes the amount um, of the T4 that can it, there's less available to be made into reverse T3. And so sometimes that fixes the problem. Um, you know, for other people, you can fix their diet. You can lower their stress levels. You can stop them from yo-yo dieting. Um, there are a lot of things that you can do that are just lifestyle things, you know, meditation to reduce your stress levels, for example, that will help. But um, what, what I have seen for people, and, and this is funny because there are a lot of people on the internet um, that claim to be able to fix people's thyroid without medicine. And they are touting these very expensive supplements and all this funny stuff. And, and you don't know what's in them. You don't know if there's secretly some some T3 in that supplement um, because T3 is something that um, and reverse T3 are something that the FDA doesn't really monitor as carefully as they should. So these supplements that people are getting, they don't know what's in them. Um, some of them are saying, oh, you must go gluten free or you must do this or you must do that. And in putting people on these super restrictive diets, and I think a lot of times that just increases people's stress and makes them feel more like a failure when they're still tired. Um, and so, yes, I encourage those things, but I also monitor and um, use the medications to help people get there quicker. And a lot of people, the turnaround is very fast, you know, eight, 12 weeks, and they're like, oh, I'm a new person. This is wonderful. Um, 
So one of the things that I will mention is that um, one of the th- one of the diagnoses that really pushes people to have a very high reverse T3 is Hashimoto's disease. And as you know, that's a rheumatologic disease. It's an autoimmune disease. It is the most common autoimmune disease. Uh, 10% um, of American, like 14% of women and, you know, somewhat less of men, um, if you have allergies also, the, 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 the amount of people having it goes up to like 20%. So this is super, super common. And, and these Hashimoto's disease patients are not treated by an endocrinologist. The endocrinologist goes, oh, your TSH is fine. You don't need to do anything. Boom. That's it. That's all they tell them. And it, it frustrates me to no end because there are legit ways to treat these people and um, they don't need to go to a chiropractor or a kinesiologist Mm -hmm. or somebody who does not know what they're doing. I love how passionate (laughs) you are, Dr. Gibbs. So I think you've already told us your history of hope driven by science, which is the story I usually ask towards the end, which is that lady that couldn't get pregnant and you saw her. Yeah, that's and happened then, more than one time now. Yeah, it's, that's beautiful. It's mind-blowing when that happens. It's, yeah. it's really good. Now, well, for those people who want to see you, where can they find you? Okay, so my website is www.danagebsmd.com. Um, I have um, a physical office in South Lake, Texas, but I do virtual visits. Um and I can see anybody in Texas. And I now have a license in Iowa as well. So I'm very excited to um, start working with people from Iowa in my practice as well. Um, you know, one more thing that I will mention um, in case this podcast comes out um, in the next couple of weeks is that I'm actually going to present a, a patient's course on hormones. Um, because now I don't just do thyroid, I do menopausal hormones, PCOS, all the things, stress hormones. Um, and the course is on my website. Um, you can go to uh, com and then forward slash course, and you can find uh, the course. Uh, we're going to start live on October 10th. That's going to be really good. If you don't make the live, um, of course, you can still get the recorded uh, viewings of the course as well. So I am excited to see um, who's going to come to that. It's going to be really great fun. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much, Dr. Gibbs. And I'm sure there was a lot of golden material here. So I'm super excited and good luck on the course. And oh, thank I you so look much. Forward. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye and Take bye care. everyone. All right. Bye-bye.